Broadcasting from the Superbook Sports Studios, KTUS AM 1060, Tempe, Phoenix, and KSLX HD2, Scottsdale, Phoenix. It's time to hit the field with Extra Point, featuring Kayla Mortallaro and Bob Kemp on KDUS AM 1060. Tweet the show at KDUS AM 1060 or give us a call at 602-260-1060. The snap is back. The hold is down. You can't miss with this combination. And the extra point is good. Two of Extra Point on this Friday, May 26th. Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you up until noon today, as we typically do Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. A reminder for you, not in on Monday in celebration and remembrance of Memorial Day. So Bob in the Sports Zone back on Tuesday, the Extra Point on Wednesday next week. But with you today up until noon, as we typically do, as I mentioned, Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Your calls today around 1115-602-260-1060. We also have the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, not your normal meat market. Visit them at vonhansensmeats.net. The Memorial Day weekend specials, certified Angus beef choice tri-tip roast at $12.99 a pound, prime pork butts at $3.99 a pound, and fresh jumbo party style chicken wings at $4.99 a pound. Uh, Von Hansen's Meats and spirits in Mesa. So be on the lookout for the $100 gift certificate uh, available to you, but not quite yet. In addition to that, if you've missed the news from this morning, the Arizona Cardinals have officially released DeAndre Hopkins. So we'll uh, figure out what uh, is in in the works for all of that uh, and uh, kind of go back as well to figure out the Uh, trade for DeAndre Hopkins when that was made back in 2020. So still uh, plenty of time to comment on that as well. But let's reset the scene with today's poll questions. And we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question. Will the Celtics win game six on Saturday night? They have forced a game six. The Heat still lead the series 3-2. And the masses are still on the no side of things at 100% of the vote. Celtics are favored in this game on the road, which is interesting because if you look at the two previous games in this series in Miami, they were favored to win game three when they got run off the floor. And then the the Heat were actually favored to close out and win game four of that series. And then they lost and ended up going back to Boston. But now uh, the odds makers and apparently, at least in some locations, the actual market itself is moving towards the Celtics in in game six. Uh, Then we have the Twitter poll question on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. Bob had a great conversation with Chris Catello from MassLive.com chatting all things Red Sox. Podcast that over at KDOS 1060.com or with the KDOS 1060 app if you missed it. Uh, The question here, will the Red Sox be an American League playoff team? No remains out in front at 87.5%. Yes, trailing at 12.5% of the vote. Yeah, well, in the American League East, which means everybody's above 500. Uh, so uh, it's been a pretty amazing start to the season there. Uh, yeah, the Red Sox of those teams, If I'm, not, and I'm, I'm entering the week, I know that they had actually played the most difficult schedule of anybody in the American League East. I think that's going to that's gotta lighten up a little bit here at some strategical point. But, uh, you know, playing the Diamondbacks at 29 and 21, that's going to not – yeah, that's going to actually increase their schedule strength at this point. But you know, they've got some uh, 
interesting pieces. They've also got some injured guys coming back. Uh, and I think that might determine whether they make the playoffs or not. Uh, as we stick with the Diamondbacks conversation here, they are hosting the Red Sox in a three-game series. The Diamondbacks did recall outfielder Jake McCarthy and option Dominic Fletcher to Reno. I guess kind of interesting here because uh, Jake McCarthy had such a good end to the season, then struggled to start. Dominic Fletcher had a good start to this season, but has struggled as of late. So now I guess they're flip-flopping. I was stunned by this. I think that Fletcher is really good. Um, you know, I don't know what he did wrong to get sent back down. I know McCarthy has been good at AAA since they sent him down, but I'm far more impressed with Fletcher over, what, three, four weeks that he's been here this year than I was with what I thought at the time was just kind of a bogus September for McCarthy last year. I never bought into McCarthy. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But uh, I think the best thing that could happen to the Diamondbacks is McCarthy actually you know, performs well at the major league level, and they could trade him by the deadline and maybe get a relief pitcher in return. Uh, for the Diamondbacks tonight, it is going to be Brandon Fott, who's 0-1, 7.65 ERA, 14 strikeouts. The Red Sox are sending Chris Sale to the mound, 4-2, 5.01 ERA, 62 strikeouts. As we were kind of talking about off-air, this could be a good test for Brandon Fott against this lineup. I think it is. Uh, unfortunately, this lineup kind of slumped on this road trip, at least in the last four games. They've lost four straight, and it's almost all been offense-related when they uh, lost the final game of the series. They won the first two games last uh, Friday and Saturday in San Diego. They lost the finale of that uh, three-game series, and then they got swept in Anaheim uh, on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, had yesterday off. Uh, but... Uh, We'll see what happens, but you know, it's been a good lineup before that. You know, fifth in baseball and runs scored still for the entire season. And uh, you know, Fott has uh, you know, been, uh, he's given up a lot of home runs, needless to say. And uh, he actually did pitch well in Pittsburgh, but the bullpen failed him and, and blew that win for him in a game that they eventually won uh, after the bullpen you know, gave up the lead. But uh, – We'll see what happens with Fott. I, I want to see more strikeouts. I want to see more swing and miss. And for somebody that's such a heralded prospect, maybe I just expected too much. But I'm beginning. It's a disturbing pattern to me that all it seemingly almost all the Diamondbacks minor league pitchers that we've had in the you know put in the either the rotation or the bullpen that have come up in the last two seasons. Uh, I'm really kind of stunned at the lack of swing and miss. And, uh, and, you know, they have a really good defense, so they can get by if pitchers don't have swing and miss this year. But I don't know how long if you can't – if you can't miss bats, I'm not sure how long your your MLB career is going to be. 6.40 tonight on Bally Sports Arizona. The Diamondbacks right now TBD for Saturday, but we think we know who's going to get the start. Merrill Kelly uh, going on Sunday. Yeah, it looks like Davies is going to start and come off the injured list. Now, he's another guy that's not a swing and miss guy, but, yeah, he throws strikes. And with this defense, that's, I think, a pretty good match uh, for some success. And certainly, I would, uh, if I'm the Diamondbacks, and, you know, I think this is the case, there's no doubt that, you know, Davies is a much better option than some of the guys they've been throwing out there on every fifth day, depending on what the rotation stacks up at that point. 
Let's get into the Dodgers and the Rays. Uh, the Dodgers are sending Noah Syndergaard to the hill. One and three, five point eight eight ERA, thirty strikeouts in the Rays. Jalen uh, Beeks, one and two, four point six eight ERA, twenty two strikeouts. But this is still continuing with the really rough stretch of May for the Rays. That's true. Even though they did win, you know, did win the series against the against the Jays, and the Jays are just a mess right now. Uh, they're last place in the division, if I'm not mistaken, after yesterday's loss. And, uh, you know, McClanahan's been great. You know, the Rays continue to hit. I think they're back number one now in most run score. I think they've surpassed Texas here in the last few days. And, you know, they, the one game, the only game that the Rays lost in that series of the Jays is the game that they lost 20-1, to uh, which is another example of why I don't pay much attention to run differential. I know the metrics people think that's the greatest stat in the history of time, but I, you, know, you have one game that just kind of throws it out of whack. I mean, they've been tremendous. They lead the league. You know, they've led baseball and run scored almost all year, and then you get outscored by 19 runs when you have two of your position players giving up like 10 or 12 of those runs. I don't care about run differential. Uh, then you also have the Rangers and the Orioles here. The Orioles, let's look at some numbers. They're 18 and 9 on the road. They're 15 and 8 at home. They're 11 and 7 versus the AL East. Uh, they're sending Grayson Rodriguez to the mound tonight. 2 and 1, 6.21 ERA, 50 strikeouts. And the Rangers are sending John Gray, 4 and 1, 3.02 ERA, 38 strikeouts. Yeah, I'm uh, really paying attention to the Orioles now. I'm not completely buying in because I just think they need some more starting pitching. And Kyle Gibson, who I've been, you know, basically, you know, trashing for, you know, the better part of two months, I think he's a good pitcher. Uh, but I don't think he's an ace on any team. I think he's more of a third, fifth, the third, fourth, fifth starter on a good team. But he is their ace. Last night he was spectacular, however. Gave up one run in seven innings at Yankee Stadium. Uh, this is this is not the same Yankees that he's faced before, but he had been absolutely destroyed in his career by the Yankees, whether he was pitching in Minnesota or Texas or whether he was pitching in Philadelphia. But last night he was tremendous, so that's good for them. Uh, but they they won uh, they won the series. Actually, this week is they swept the series. The Orioles did at Toronto. Then they won two out of three the last couple of nights at Yankee Stadium. And, you know, they can hit it. They can hit and they can catch it. I just uh, wonder if their starting rotation is good enough for the long haul here. And their bullpen is way overused at this point. In fact, they kind of ran out of relief pitchers last night just trying to figure out how to piece together the end of that game. Uh, then you also have the Blue Jays going up against the Twins today. Kevin Gosman, 2-3, and 3.14 ERA, 81 strikeouts. And uh, L- Louis Varlin, 2-0, 4.18 ERA, 31 strikeouts for the Twins. Now I'm going to talk about the Jays here. They, you know, as I mentioned, they only won the one game in the series at Tampa. They got swept at home uh, by, uh, by the Baltimore Orioles last weekend. And it was so bad yesterday. Uh, they had had some more horrendous base running and just stupid decisions, you know, thrown to the wrong base again. This happens all the time with Toronto. They, it was so bad, they actually had a players-only meeting when they had a travel day. It was, a, it was you know, basically a getaway day. And it was so bad that the, a couple of their veteran players called a players-only meeting 
and delayed the flight to Minnesota. That's how bad it was. The Phillies and the Braves, uh, Taiwan Walker, 3-2, 5.79 ERA, 42 strikeouts in the Braves. Uh, Jared Schuster, 1-2, 5.49 ERA, 15 strikeouts. As the Braves continue to throw their AAA Gwinnett staff out there on uh, you know, basically 60% of the rotation. Now, the good news, it appears that Mike Soroka who is unfortunately for him basically missed two years with two different torn Achilles situations. He's had two really good rehab starts here of late. Uh, the, the Braves did not make an official announcement uh, yesterday, but it appears that he's going to pitch at some point this weekend or at least in the next turn, in the, you know, next, his, whenever his rest has been at AAA, he would maybe slot into the, one of those uh, – Spots that has basically been a um, kind of a bullpen game for several, several, yeah, a couple of weeks now, a couple of weeks running for Atlanta. They're the team that's really completely out of starting pitching right now. Not completely. I mean, they got, you know, you know, Strider and Morton, but other than that, I mean, they really don't have major league pitchers that I'm sure that they can really count on from start to start to be effective. And the Padres going up against the Yankees. Joe Musgrove gets to start one and two, 6.75 ERA, 25 strikeouts, and the Yankees are sending Randy Vasquez. He's making his major league debut. In fact, he'd never even been to a major league baseball game until last night uh, when they called him up from uh, AAA. I believe it was AAA. might have even been AA, but they've called him up. And the Yankees, another team that's just kind of out of starters. And then actually their bullpen is really taxed also. Their bullpen is deep. They've got a good bullpen. But uh, they've used these guys a ton because of the starting pitching is uh, kind of so dire at this point. And Severino, I think he's pitching tomorrow night. And he's only back. He's only uh, This will be his second start since coming back from the injured list. He didn't pitch at all this year until last weekend. So they're not going to use a whole lot in their bullpen today. They need a long start from this dude making his uh, Major League debut tonight, who is actually uh, pretty highly thought of as far in the prospect world, at least by some. He is not everybody, but some. And uh, that's uh, the Yankees' situation at this point. And uh, they lost two out of three to the Orioles, but they'd actually been playing pretty well before that. Uh, I'm going to throw these teams in here. The Pirates and the Mariners. Mitch Keller, 5-1, 2.44 ERA, 77 strikeouts. George Kirby for the Mariners, 5-3, 2.62 ERA, 47 strikeouts. Yeah, Keller's been great, uh, much to my shock, because he's been a big disappointment uh, the first couple years of his major league career. Yeah, the Mariners, it looks like they're playing better, but they they got to score. they got to score a lot more than they have so far this season. I wouldn't say they're going to get buried as far as uh, the uh, national, excuse me, the American League West goes. But I do think you know, Houston's playing much better, and Texas has been a big surprise. And I also wonder, you know, much like a few other teams, whether really the Texas starting pitching, they've got a lot of guys that are risk and reward injury injury wise, and you know the Degrom thing. Obviously, he's already on the injured list. He might be back soon, however, so they say. Uh, so we'll see what's up with that. But uh, Seattle needs to score more runs. And Julio Rodriguez, who was so good last year, big disappointment so far this year. And watching the Braves in the uh, in the, the Braves series and the Mariners last weekend. 
They were talking about uh, Jeff Rancourt, who is tremendous, does a great job for the Braves and also does some network work, I believe, for Fox. Uh, but he was talking about how Julio can't, 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 uh, can't catch up to a fastball this year. And that's especially disturbing if you're in your young 20s and you're like the rookie of the year last year and you're now, you can't catch up to a fastball? What's up with that? Uh, so I failed to get to the phone lines in time. So we have one winner for the four packs of the D-backs tickets in the last hour. So we need another winner for a four pack of tickets to the Diamondbacks and Red Sox game for Saturday's contest. We think that's going to be the Davies start coming off of the injured list. But caller number one, 602-260-1060, a four pack of tickets for the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox on Saturday uh, as the Red Sox are in town. You can always find out more information by going to dbex.com slash tickets but caller number one right now 602-260-1060 on the other side of the break we'll get into some more uh, NBA we'll get into some more about the Arizona Cardinals releasing DeAndre Hopkins after three seasons with the team uh, so we'll get into plenty of that but your uh, your winner 602-260-1060 caller number one for the Diamondbacks tickets to Saturday's contest against the Red Sox 602 602- 260 1060 more extra point is coming up next check out the Doug Gottlieb show Monday through Friday 1 to 3 p.m. right here on KDUS AM 1060 1125 here on KDOS AM 1060 as always online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Congratulations to our winners for the Diamondbacks four pack of tickets for Saturday's game. For more information, you can always go to dbacks.com slash tickets. Uh, 602-260-1060 is the number if you'd like to join the program. We'll have a little bit of phone call time now as we continue our conversation about DeAndre Hopkins and the Arizona Cardinals officially releasing him. I wanted to go back for a second and uh, remember the trade that brought DeAndre Hopkins here in the first place. Of course, it was David Johnson on the move to the Texans, which also then the Cardinals sent uh, the Texans a second round pick in the 2020 draft, as well as a fourth round pick in the 2021 draft. The Cardinals received DeAndre Hopkins as well as a fourth round selection in the 2020 draft so I went back and looked who was the fourth round selection for the Cardinals that year that was one defensive tackle Richard Lawrence hmm I think the jury's still out with him huh I think so (laughs) so yeah I think that's safe to say I actually think the Hopkins thing you you know worked out fine I mean you know he was really good that first year here especially you know statistically he was really good and then they were the you know had the best record in the NFL, and uh, their demise you know two years ago, two seasons ago, you know really kind of coincided with him going down with injury for the rest of the season. And after that, uh, they weren't good, and it was kind of a mess. But uh, I think they got uh, when he was on the field. I think they got the most out of him. Unfortunately, he was suspended for last year, but. As it turns out, I think we all kind of realized they were going to suck last year, whether he was playing or not. 
Yeah, I, I think in just my initial thoughts of all of this, as there's a lot going on here, but I, I, I can't really fault the Cardinals for, for making that trade. You mentioned that the jury is out on Rashard Lawrence as to how good he's going to be and what his career will look like here in a Cardinals uniform, but you thought that you were a team that was on the ascent. You needed a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, and uh, you kind of, you know, quote, unquote, went all in to try to make it happen. Which they should at that point. You know, they had a, yeah, you know, some guys in the roster that was you know, built to do well, and uh, yeah, look, they, they did make the playoffs. Obviously, you know, they had the awful playoff performance once they made the playoffs. But you know, when he was healthy that year, they were they were elite, and uh, legitimately elite. So when it comes to what's uh, expected here for the Cardinals, it is uh, not a post-June 1st designation. So that means that Arizona will take the entire 2022.6 million dead cap hit this season. And also, we were talking a little bit off air. Uh, Now, who are the wide receivers on this Cardinals roster? Well, let me backtrack a little bit in addition to that cap situation this year because they did this before June 1st. If I just heard this right on ESPN, that means that you know, they're they're good after this year as far as the cap hit with, with Hopkins. So if that's accurate, I think the Cardinals are doing the right thing because just uh, yeah, they're obviously not spending any money this year as that's wisely not spending any money this upcoming season because they're not gonna, they're going to be not good. Uh, so that's good. I wouldn't uh, if they could. You know, if that's accurate, that they just you know, they're you know clean slate after this year. That's good. All right. As far as who might actually be here, uh, you certainly you remember one of the things I mentioned when Marquise Brown returned from injury last year when Hopkins was you know actually playing and passed the suspension is I thought one of the keys this season would be how Hopkins and Brown would actually play together, and that unfortunately didn't happen very often. And when it did, they didn't really play that well together. Now that doesn't matter because Hopkins is gone. Brown's still here. Brown was uh, far more effective last year when Hopkins was not playing than when Hopkins was playing. So I'm guessing that he's the main guy. And, yeah, Murray will be here and playing eventually at some point this season. And uh, those two did have a connection in Oklahoma. They're buddies, etc. Zach Pascal might actually be the key to the wide receiver room right now. Uh, yeah, he had some good years. Uh, good time. He had some. He was okay. I mean, years might be stretching it, but he's had some good moments in the NFL, whether it be in Indy or Philadelphia. And of course, uh, you know they have coaching a coaching staff with a lot of people that were with him either in Indianapolis or Philadelphia or both. Uh, in Jonathan Gannon's case, so we'll see what's up with that. And here we go. I haven't mentioned this since I don't think I've mentioned this in 2023. Rondell Moore is going to be able to stay healthy uh, when he does uh, when he's out there. And this was the case in his college career at Purdue. He was tremendous his freshman season and a major difference maker at Purdue. Unfortunately, he was pretty much injured the rest of his career at Purdue, and he's been ailing more than healthy in his first couple years with the Cardinals. He's a a, a difference-making player in the NFL, I think, when he can play, but that's not often. 
Uh, yeah, and to that point, so Rondell Moore, just the size and durability of him. Greg Dortch, his size. Marquise Brown, his size. I know that the Cardinals just drafted Michael Wilson, who does have some size, but he has some oft-injured history that maybe is why he slid in the draft. Uh, so now you don't really have a wide receiver room, though, that has a lot of size. Yeah, and I'm going to you know, I'll keep pushing back on this Greg Dortch thing. If he's part of your team and actually really a key part of your team, I think you're in trouble. I just don't think he's very good. Uh, so we'll see how all of this continues to shake out. And I know we we disagree on this point, that, or, or at least that you're just not surprised that this happened. And maybe I'm coming around to it in my mind that I, I can't believe that the Cardinals weren't able to get something for DeAndre Hopkins, but maybe it was just a matter of uh, the league realized the position that the Cardinals were in, that there were only a few places that DeAndre Hopkins wants to go. So those teams said to themselves, We'll get him. Uh, there's no reason for us to give anything up. We'll wait it out. Yeah, I think the league, I think the deck was stacked against the Cardinals getting anything decent in return, let alone anything in return. Speaking of Arizona Cardinals, a former Cardinal announced his retirement yesterday after nine seasons. That was safety Tony Jefferson. Uh, he is set to become a scout with the Baltimore Ravens. He spent 2013 to 2016 with the Cardinals, 24 tackles in 2013, 78 tackles in both 2014 and 2015, and 96 tackles in 2016. Then he was with the Ravens from 2017 to 2019. 2021 spent uh, years with the 49ers and the Ravens, and I did not realize this, but last year, some games with the Giants. I didn't, yeah, I did. I, I know that now that you brought it up, but I had forgotten about that last year with the Giants. He was really good when he was here. I was very surprised. That was a salary thing when he left here. They didn't want to pay him. He was a very productive player. Yeah, they've been okay at safety, obviously, since then. I have to get my, I have to look this up, and, you know, I'm not sure. The chronology of his departure from here and the Buda Baker arrival, but uh, there's no overlap there. But you know, he he was really really good, and he was well thought of. Well, you know, he was you know, a team leader, quote unquote. And uh, so, you know, he, I think he should have been here longer. Is the bottom line, which I said at the time, and you know, now looking back, but you know, not surprised he's a scout because he seemed to be a really smart player too. Uh, yeah, so that was uh, certainly good for Tony Jefferson and just kind of, you know, I think the sentiment was that people wanted him to stay here in Arizona, but he was able to get a big time contract or at least a lot more money uh, by going to the Ravens. Yeah, even though at the time it wasn't as big a deal as he, I think, thought he was going to get. And uh, I think the Cardinals, uh, they, they certainly, I, how can we phrase this? They gave him a low bid or low, you know, they lowballed him. That would be the best way to put that, and they shouldn't have at that time. Uh, the other bit of NFL news that I had for today, uh, Brandon McManus was released by the Broncos earlier in the week, but he didn't stay unemployed long as the Jaguars swooped in and signed him. Uh, Brandon McManus outside of Denver. Uh, it'll be interesting because I always associate him with big leg, but of course altitude. Uh, he's been a really solid kicker for years, though. I think he's the last guy, was the last guy on that Broncos team that won the Super Bowl that was still on the roster until this week. 
And the other bit of NFL news that I had, Jimmy Garoppolo apparently had surgery on his left foot after signing his free agent contract with the Raiders back in March. Uh, Josh McDaniels, head coach, would not get into specifics about any procedure, but said that Jimmy G will not be on the field to start OTAs and he might be out until the start of training camp. In addition to that, their first round pick, Tyree Wilson, also still out as he is rehabbing his surgically repaired right foot. Yeah, I think that you know, the fact that he did not you – know, this is the injury that he suffered at the end of last season, or maybe you know, during last season when he was with the, with the 49ers. So the fact they didn't have surgery before he signed with the Raiders, I don't know if that was uh, him trying to avoid it or that's uh, – you know, I don't know how to look at you – know, free agency, so forth – but the fact that the Raiders, they, they signed him a while ago, and this didn't happen until now, what I'm confused, obviously. Uh, right now, it is time for the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, the weekend special, certified Angus beef choice, tri-tip roast at $12.99 a pound, prime pork butts at $3.99 a pound, fresh jumbo party-style chicken wings at $4.99 a pound, are the weekend specials over at Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits, located 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler. Visit them, vonhansensmeats.net. It's caller 3 602 60 1060 for the $100 gift certificate to Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. 602 260 1060. On the other side of the break, we answer the poll questions, dive back into the world of the NBA and the Eastern Conference Finals. In addition to that, some Red Sox discussion. That's happening next on Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app, powered by Superbook Sports. morning drive just got a little better the dan patrick show is live weekday morning starting at six exclusively on kdus am 1060 Congratulations to our winner for the Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits Friday Spread $100 gift certificate. The weekend specials once again, certified Angus Beef Choice Tri-Tip Roast, $12.99 a pound, prime pork butts at $3.99 a pound, and the fresh jumbo party style chicken wings at $4.99 a pound. Don't exclude your four-legged friends when you visit Von Hansen's Meats and Spirits. They have everything from wine, craft beers, and spirits, 2390 North Alma School Road in Chandler, as well as visit them online at vonhansensmeats.net. It's time that we get into the poll questions, and we'll start with the KDOS1060.com poll question. Will the Celtics win Game 6 on Saturday night? They found themselves in an opportunity to force a Game 6 in Miami. So, Bob, yes or no? I'm going to say no, because I believe that Miami's going to win the game. Uh, you know, the, uh, you know, certainly the last two games were, you know, not just wins and losses, but just much differently played than the uh, first three games when, you know, Miami just completely dominated the Celtics. And I think the two things that have been the biggest changes are the loose balls, the 50-50 balls, something that Miami almost always gets, whether it's, you know, where they're playing games in October or whether they're playing games in, in May. Uh, the Celtics have gotten almost all. They've gotten a large majority of those the last two games. Also, the other thing is that you know, basically, 
the fact that you know the Celtics suddenly they were good defensively during the regular season, uh, suspect uh, in most games defensively in the postseason. Suddenly they're forcing turnovers, which they actually really don't do a lot of during the season when they were you know playing well at the defensive end of the floor. So I'm not going to I'm not buying that continues uh, that that continues on Saturday night. Also, the Brogdon injury, I think, is a really big deal. Uh, I think that's a much bigger deal than it is the uh, Gabe Vincent injury for Miami. Brogdon is a real key part of their defense, and you know, he tried to play last night. He was questionable for the game, only made it through seven minutes on the floor. Wasn't They even said during the game that he was not available to return because of the forearm injury that he suffered a couple of games ago. I think that's a big deal, too. Plus... I'm going to use the word, uh, the quote from Eric Spolster here. He talked about how the uh, the Celtics, uh, their activity level was higher. I think that the Heat activity level will be higher on Saturday night. Also, don't think that Jimmy Butler is going to just kind of settle for 10 field goal attempts, which is what he got last night. I don't think that Bam Adebayo is going to be held to, you know, basically that he had 26 points the last two games and a large chunk of that as far as those points, were in severe and extensive garbage time last night in that game in Boston. I just think that the Heat are a better team at this point, and they certainly, no question, have the better coach. I'm on Miami tomorrow night. So, obviously, Jimmy Butler has the capability of being otherworldly. We've seen this numerous times in the playoffs so far. Uh, I kind of have to think that he needs to have a special game on Saturday because maybe these injuries are starting to catch up to Miami because uh, you're taking another shooter off the floor if Gabe Vincent can't play yet again on Saturday or if he's limited with that ankle injury that he suffered in Game 4. Uh, his point production has been key his ability to also handle the ball has been key uh and you pointed out earlier in the show um you know just kind of now where they have pieces and players to to plug in if kevin love is on the floor you're able to certainly attack him defensively so he kind of makes it uh, a challenge there to leave him in for strong minutes so if Jimmy Butler continues to to be as good as he's shown us to be these playoffs, then I think the Heat are in a great position to win. Uh, but if he's just kind of able, if he's just kind of shooting, as you mentioned here, 20 points, I don't know that that's going to be enough with the way that the Celtics kind of have really shown up the last couple of games without that pressure. It's just go out there and do it because there's, there's nothing to lose. You are already down 3-0. Uh, going into Miami, uh, the Celtics have been better on the road than they have been at home so far in these playoffs. So I wonder if that certainly helps uh, situations, plus the pressure now being flipped more toward Miami. Uh, so I would actually lean in the direction that the Celtics do win. Okay, I will debate one thing a little bit here briefly. Yeah, the Celtics have a better road record in the playoffs than they do at home, but some of their numbers are actually worse on the road. Fair, fair debate. 
Uh, the masses, though, disagree with me. They're on your side. Will the Celtics win game six on Saturday night? No, 89% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 11%. This is the KDOS1060.com poll question. Flipping it on over to Twitter, at KDOSAM1060. Bob, you had a great conversation. Chris Cotello in the Sports Zone, MassLive.com. And if you missed the Red Sox conversation podcast over at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS1060 app, will the the Red Sox be an American League playoff team? Yes or no? I think for me, it's kind of been surprising what the Red Sox have been able to do so far. Uh, Certainly, are the starters going to continue to be as good as they've been for the Red Sox, or will they start to fade as the season continues on? The projections weren't good for this team, but maybe uh, when you just look at some of the other teams in the division that were expected to be better and they're not, that that has uh, paved a pathway for the Red Sox. But I think at this point, I just have to say that I still don't believe yet so i'm going to say no yeah i'm going to say no also but i yeah i would say yes if i knew that trevor story was going to come back and be healthy uh yeah he's one of the three position players currently on the 60-day injured list along with mondesi they have no idea was what the mondesi was injured last season and he's still not recovered uh from the uh, torn acl you know, Story is a really good player. I think Diamondbacks fans are certainly aware of that. And it wasn't just all him playing in Colorado. He's a really good shortstop. Uh, so if he would, if he came back and I knew he was going to be healthy, I would uh, certainly think their chances are much better. Uh, but in the American League, which is much more difficult to make the postseason this year than the National League, plus Adam Duvall, is, he's on the 60-day injured list. He might have been like the best hitter in the American League the first like two or three weeks of the season before he went down. They think he's on schedule to come back in two weeks from today, actually. Chris told us that. If I knew those guys were going to come back. Also, you've got Garrett Whitlock, who's going to be activated this weekend. I think he's going to pitch tomorrow night or start tomorrow night. He's had some good moments for the Red Sox since they got him up. You know, basically, got a, he was a Rule 5 guy, so that's pretty much off of the scrap heap. Uh, you know, Corey Kluber looks like he's pretty much cooked. Paxton's been back now. He looks like he's okay, but he's unfortunately had a lot of injuries in his career. If I knew all those guys, or at least, you know, let's say that, you know, three, you know there's five guys there. Let's say that if I knew that three of them were going to be back and healthy and contributing, I think that they could make the playoffs. But I think that's a lot to count on. And for somebody that I obviously completely underestimated before this season even started, I think that's a big hill to climb. So I'm going to say no, but I think that uh, you know there are there are some possibilities. Plus, Alex Cora is just a tremendous manager. So and he's he's shown certainly that to get them to where they're at right now this season with all these injuries. Uh, the masses are on the no side of things at 87.5% of the vote. Yes, trailing at 12.5%. This is on Twitter at KDOS AM 1060. We'll step aside here and get ourselves ready to wrap up this Friday, May 26th edition of Extra Point. I do have to make mention and correct myself from uh, what I said earlier that we aren't on on Monday because of Memorial Day and that Bob and the Sports Zone would be back on Tuesday. Incorrect. We're both back on Wednesday. 
Uh, so no shows on Monday and Tuesday next week. Back in the Sports Zone and the Extra Point on Wednesday. We wrap up this edition of Extra Point on the other side of the break. It is Bob Kemp, Kayla Mortolaro with you right here on KDOS AM 1060, online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. The Dan Patrick Show, weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. This is just uh, something I like to call breakfast. With big-name guests, timely sports information, and more on KTUS AM 1060. of this Friday, May 26th edition of Extra Point right here on KDOS AM 1060 online at KDOS1060.com and with the KDOS 1060 app powered by Superbook Sports. Uh, There's still a few days left as well for the $100 gift certificate uh, through the KDOS 1060 apps. Make sure you're downloading the app, uh, registering and following along with the listener reward opportunities for you. But Bob, it's that time once again. It is thank you time. As always, we thank you for listening. Special thanks to the callers, emailers, tweeters, texters, whomever, and whatever else. Sip through the cracks. Also, our guest today, plural, Chris Cortillo of uh, BassLive.com covers the Red Sox. Great discussion with Chris and uh, a lot going on with the Red Sox. And, um, you know, as I mentioned in our you know poll question answer, uh, a lot more to find out about the Red Sox as we continue throughout the season. And then also uh, the Indy 500 preview with uh, Kayla and Eric Smith from racereview.com. Sound of the day courtesy of TNT, WEEI, that's the Red, Sh- Red Sox flagship flagship in Boston. Uh, Bally Sports Arizona, 98 Rock, that's the Orioles flagship station. And also WIP, the Phillies flagship station with them blowing the uh, – Eighth inning situation after they rallied to tie the game and then they gave up the lead right away against Atlanta last night. Special thanks, as always, to Kayla, Corey, and Aaron. And Kayla's going to tell us what's coming up next. That's right. Coming up next from noon to 1 o'clock, it is Sports Map Radio Network, followed by the Doug Gottlieb Show from 1 to 3, the Rich Eisen Show from 3 to 5, and the Sports Zoo with Dave Rooster Bierstein from 5 to 6. An update, ASU Baseball's Pac-12 tournament run ended did yesterday they did beat Oregon State uh, but the way that everything fell in terms of games one and two the the Sun Devils were unable to advance to today's games so the attention turns for the Sun Devils to Monday as part of the selection show to see if they'll make an NCAA regional bid if they do NCAA regional action is set to get started on June 2nd and it is a double elimination format. Uh, The Phoenix Mercury, they picked up their first win of the season last night. They beat the Minnesota Lynx 90-81. Diana Taurasi scored 23 points with 10 assists. Brittany Griner added 19 points on 7 of 9 from the floor. They don't play again until uh, Friday. Next Friday. One week from today. 
Game six in Miami uh, with the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat is 5.30 p.m. The Diamondbacks are hosting the Red Sox today at 6.40 p.m. And Brandon Fott is on the mound. Uh, So, Bob, just from a a perspective of Brandon Fott tonight, what do you think would be uh, a step in the right direction to think that uh, the expectations for him in the majors are starting to come together? I just need to see some more swing and miss. Maybe I'm just uh, barking up the wrong tree here, but I expected more from somebody that's such a highly rated prospect. And we haven't seen too much of that so far, even though there was more of that in his last start at Pittsburgh. But Pittsburgh's a team that is, you know, their offense has just kind of vanished except for a week ago tonight when, uh, you know, they, they battered Zach Gallon, But they didn't really batter Zach Gallon. Zach Gallon just walked a bunch of dudes and, then gave up a three-run triple to basically you know, you know, ruin his pitching line for that night. Uh, also, since I looked, it's a couple hours ago, Diamondbacks were like a seven to five underdog. It's like up to eight to eight to five against Chris Sale tonight, who has been pitching really well for the Red Sox lately, and he's one of their keys to the rest of their season. Obviously, if he can stay healthy, and yeah, you know, I think they need to kind of nurse him along a little bit. I don't think he can. He can't throw 115 pitches every start from here on out, but Alex Cora is really good at managing pitching staffs and so forth. But uh, you know, right now, at least uh, at uh, you know, several locations in the state of Nevada, at least uh, the Diamondbacks are a 150, or actually a 140, 150 underdog in this game tonight with Brandon Fott on the mound. And, Says a lot about uh, what they th- the market the market has underestimated the Diamondbacks all year. They're almost always an underdog against you know, your so-called level competition. Uh, the Red Sox are good, but you know you're a team that's uh, 29 and 21 playing at home, and you have a winning record at home, and there's still a somewhat relatively healthy underdog tonight against Boston. The PGA Tour at the Charles Schwab Challenge Colonial Country Club. Harris English is your 36-hole clubhouse leader as it is right now. Nine under par for the tournament. Scotty Scheffler is uh, through four holes. He's even through four on the day, which is three under for the tournament. Uh, So we'll continue to see how things unfold. The Charles Schwab Challenge this weekend. The 107th running of the Indianapolis 500 is Sunday. Uh, Coverage gets started locally and... 8 a.m. with Green Flag Racing slated for 9.45. A reminder as well, not here on Monday, not here on Tuesday, back on Wednesday of next week. So everyone have yourselves a fantastic time until then.